Welcome everyone. We are about to begin feedback and insight share number three. Gmail address is um, shalombayas777 at gmail.com. Baruch Hashem had um, a lot of feedback on topics uh, that Mehat Hashem we will discuss. Can I know her? There is so much to discuss. And I'm asking you, the audience, to please bear with me because it's uh, it'll take time to get all these subjects out in the open. So please continue to send your feedback. I am writing down all these topics that people are sending that they feel need to be addressed. And I believe that I will address them with Hashem's help by Davant Hashem to be able to give me the time and the ability and the kayach to convey everything that I need to convey. And like I said, that even though the platform of this series of shiurim, both the main numerical ones and this one, is shalom bayis and marriage, but because we said, and we made this purposefully, that this shir is both for men and for women, and for single people and for married people, for divorced people, for widowed people, for people who are not necessarily planning on ever getting married, because there is um, something to be learned, and there's going to be Yesidus here, life Yesidus, that everyone can gain from, and I'm going to address all of you and all these topics and, and try to bring about in the things that I discuss as many life situations, as many backgrounds, and as many... Um, subjects that I know that that relates to so many of you, but we need a little time for that, and I'm going to ask you for patience, and as a Shem, we will get to it. This particular one here is also based on some feedback. I'm going to address single boys, single girls, not yet married, um, and I want to just say something to all of you there that are single and there, and if you are from, and if you um, a boy that davens three times a day, and keep Shabbos in this generation, and I'm not exaggerating, I envy you. You are tzaddikim, and it may say it sounds strange because on objective standard, maybe you're not um, a big Talmud Chacham, or maybe you're not what people may view you as being uh, as the, you know, the geo or the valedictorian or the most tznua uh, of your class if you're a girl. But I have to tell you that, like the Arizal says, I think it's brought down from him and from many tzaddikim afterwards, that in this generation, there'll be such a hester ponim, meaning a, a, um, a, um, a type of a concealment in the sense that godliness is hidden in many ways, although it's revealed in many ways too, but the Nesyanis, the tests are so strong and are so hard, where um, even when I was a little younger, and again, I grew up, uh, you know, you know, as a teenager in the late 80s, that in, in, in late 1980s, even then, you know, if you wanted to do something wrong, you would have to sneak out or you would have to, you know, go to a place, you know, a movie theater or whatever it is, and open, you know, find a, to go actually out there to expose yourself to those things if, uh, you know, if the gates are got the better of you when you fell into those things. These days, it's with a press of a button. 
Technology is everywhere. And for you boys and you girls that are single and are able to stay strong, even if you fall sometimes, and I told you that's okay, the main thing is all of you have a neshama. You have a body too. And I relate to your struggles. Don't think that because I may be a little older now or that uh, your many of your parents or people of that age group when they talk to you, or, or, or most Baruch Hashem of the Rabbeim these days that do understand this. And I understand that there's a generation gap very often where uh, the, the younger generation feels that the, outer, uh, uh, the older generation are out of touch with reality. And the truth is, in many instances, that is true. They are very often, through history, that... And it, it still occurs today where an older generation and a younger generation do not understand each other. So you single boys and single girls, I just want to tell you something now. Very important. Number one, and this is something that I heard in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And again, I am not Lubavitch, but I know Lubavitch very well, just like I am not Breslov. And I know a lot about Breslov. I am not um, a briska, but I, un- I understand that. I basically have the unique uh, advantage or disadvantage of being exposed and understanding all different walks of life for many reasons. So, but he said one big aside, and you boys and girls need to hear this. When people that are older denigrate the youth is a mistake because what you are is you have a fire you have tremendous potential you are a fire and the idealism and the spirit and the 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 creativity you have with a tremendous degree you know, so when we see, for example, you know, your boys separately, your girls separately, preparing for a wedding and dancing beautifully and doing all these like labor things or Vipurim and all these things, these are, that's your spirit. That's your fire. And the, some of the older generation, I admit, make that mistake and say, that fire is dangerous. We got to put out that fire. And that's a mistake. The fire is not meant to be put out. Your spirit needs to be in there strong. But you also need to realize, though, that that fire is something that you may not have yet all the kalem to control. And that is not putting you down. Because I was a teenager, too. And I was a youngster, too. And you are going to grow older and you will understand this as well and you'll realize the truth of what I'm saying. You need to look at the elderly, the older people, to know how to handle that fire. Basically, it's like a fire in a fireplace. A fire that's let loose will burn the house down, Holila. If you don't have a fire at all, the house will be cold, people will freeze. And that's the mistake they make with you. They think that Let's put out the fire. It's dangerous. Let's put out that enthusiasm. It's dangerous. You put out that enthusiasm. You put out that fire. You end up with a very cold house. And not a house to live in. Very cold. Very empty. 
But at the same time, so you have that fire to warm up the house. But you can't just let it loose. It has to stay contained in a fireplace. And when it's contained in a fireplace, it gives off beautiful light and warmth. And that's how you need to view your youth. That's how you need to view your idealism. You need to view those aspects of, of yourself as a positive aspect, but also realize that you do need hadracha. You do need guidance in how to navigate through that, through those nisyanis. And it's very, very important. <clears throat> so that's one thing I, I wanted to stress that you need to understand. And I understand also the cynicism of betrusting a parent or a manig or a rebbe because I admit that we are, you know, whoever, you know, that thing, we make mistakes too. We're not perfect. And some of us, hopefully it's just a minority, don't have the tools and may have not dealt with you the way you deserve to be dealt with. But what I'm pleading with you is not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, which, which means to say as follows. Sometimes an adult may have hurt you. Sometimes a particular Rebbe may have caused you some agmas nefesh, and they were wrong. But what you need to do when those things happen is not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, not to say, okay, I'm going to take my fire now and spread it out and burn the house down, just because of one person, or maybe even several, or maybe even some you know, aspects of the community that let you down. You have an ashama. You have the ability to transform the world. You have the ability to make the world a better place. Don't underestimate your kaiches. Don't end, underestimate your talents. But at the same time, you need to have a certain degree of humility. And I'm saying that not because you're young and you don't know anything. I would never talk down to you because I was in your shoes and I didn't like being talked down to. The hadracha you need is just simply the way Hashem put in human nature. Where when you're at that age, even if you're wise, even if you're sharp, even if you're intelligent, and even if you're emotionally intelligent, you still need that guidance. You still need that um, ability to be able to accept and learn. Not because someone's ramming it down your throat, but nevertheless, it's something that you need to take. adam. And if your parent or your Rebbe or you hear something that may seem harsh or something that doesn't align with what you want, you have a right to question. You have a right to disagree. You have a right to challenge. You have your own minds, your own hearts. You could ask those questions. But at the same time, you need to be open, not to be stubborn. Allow new information that you may not know yet or may not fully understand yet and let that come into your consciousness. And um, that's very important too. I will spend some time, and again, I right now, because this sort of was sprung on me, and um, I do have a lot of material because of a lot of reasons on all these things, and I would like to spend a lot of time talking to you, to you single boys and single girls, especially from the ages from 12 till 22 and, you know, talk about things. And believe me that I will. Believe me that I will. 
I just need siyata deshmaya and help and the time and the ability. But I will tell you again, I envy you in a certain sense. I, I can't imagine how difficult it is. And because of all the stimuli out there, and I'll be just blunt, the sexual um, pull of the things, the visual things that you have the ability, if you're smart enough, which I know you all are, to cut through filters and get around things in order to see something that you want to see. And for any of you who, despite that, maintains your equilibrium and do, does your best you can to be ehrlich and to be as good as possible, despite all of that, you're mamish on an extremely high level. I think more than you realize and more than you can imagine. And I want to just say also something else. If any of you boys and girls are hanging out together, you know, and I'm not judging you. I understand that very well. In fact, this pull is a natural thing. And there, it's not a coincidence that the love between a husband and a wife and a man and a woman is depicted in Shashirim, which is Kaidish Kadashim. And I know what Rashi says. Rashi seems to say that there's no real pshat here, meaning you can't take the words literally in that graphic way that it's written. It only has drush in it, and it's only remes. But the truth is, the bottom line, no matter how you want to place it, when the Torah speaks about the fiery love that we have for Torah, or the fiery love that we have to Hashem, or the fiery love that the Knesset Yisrael, us Jewish people, have to Hashem and Hashem has to us, and when Hashem decides in His wisdom to place in the Kisvei Kaidish that this should be de- depicted as a husband and a wife, as a man and a woman in these graphic terms, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence and it's not nothing. So you need to understand also, and maybe some didn't put it to you that way, that when they wave the finger and scream at you and yell at you, or you know, you 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 know, you're uh, wasting your life, or your bums that you're hanging around, whatever it is, it's much more complicated than that. And I know that. I know that very well. Now, to be honest with you, when I was a teenager, I happened to be extremely introverted, and so it's my the fact that I did not hang out with girls when I was a teenager was not because I was Mr. Tzaddik, per se. It was just my personality lended to that. So I, but I understand that pull. So what you single boys and girls need to understand, because this is the first time I'm talking to you directly, is that when we talk about things about controlling your desires or about redirecting the sexual energy, the hormones that are raging and the attraction you have towards the opposite gender, it's with the full weight of understanding how difficult it could be, and the full understanding of what we're asking you to do. Because it is a somewhat, and it is a mysterious nefesh. It is a certain mysterious nefesh, if you're, especially if you have a tendency and you're already doing these things. It takes a lot of effort not to, or to hold yourself back. But what I will say, and um, many talk about it like this, and the truth is, is like this, is that even in secular, in the secular world, you will find studies that when there is a co-ed school, when the boys and girls are in the same class, 
and they interact all the time, the grades are much lower than those schools where they are separate. But they, you know, in the, in the non-Jewish world, they have, even though the boys and girls are separate classes or sort of separate schools or divisions of schools, they'll have, of course, their social, whatever, proms or, or whatever they call it, sports events where they do um, socialize at certain points. And those schools, the grades are much higher. So we're going to talk more about this, and I know in this short, roughly 20-minute segment here, um, I'm sort of talking in different angles, and I'll try to be more structured in the future shiurim that I give, especially when I'm addressing teenagers. But what I am trying to tell you is, is like this, is that, that this sexual energy and the hormones and all of that is not an easy thing to handle. And we will talk about that. But it is meant for the fact that each one of you, you will end up as a Hashem marrying one woman. The man will marry one woman. The woman will marry one man. And they'll live together and they'll become like one. And that is the purpose. And the physical relationship is very important is very important in marriage. And what you feel deprived, Metzeshem, you will have. You will have in the physical sense and in the spiritual sense, you will have it. It's a matter of holding out and and channeling it. Because what Hashem gave you now and what He's really telling you now is, I know I gave this to you, and it's not an easy Nisayan, but these are the best years of your life. These are the best years where you retain the most information, where you have the most energy, where you can accomplish unbelievable things, where you could really, really grow and set a foundation for the rest of your life. And this derails you. Now, if you're in the younger um, teens, then most likely these girls or boys that you're hanging out with and you're connecting to are not the people you're going to end up marrying. And even if it's later, in their, in the, when you're 18, 19, 20, it's similar, it's the same thing, you know, it, it, more or less. And very often, more often than not, and um, more often than the young are willing to admit, it ends very often with, um, it starts with an infatuation where you're really not thinking clearly, and there is indeed an emotional connection. Sometimes these emotional connections are felt, and they're real. And I am not saying, you know, you're going to say that, oh, this that I feel about this person is garbage. I would never say that. I understand there are things in that other person in the opposite gender that you find to be real. And it is real. But at the same time, it's not the person that you will probably end up marrying. And this playing around of manipulating of your emotions, while it feels wonderful at the time, and it really does... It is usually very temporary. Not only is it temporary, it is very often, more than not, 95 plus plus percent of the time, that's not the person you end up marrying, and there is a separation, or there's going a parting of the ways, and it's usually connected with pain or regret. And we will talk more about this. And... I want to just bring up the subject. It was brought down the feedback that we should talk about these things. And Bezos Shem, I'm planning on doing that. And I really, really believe what I'm telling you. 
that all of you have great special potential. I cannot imagine how hard it is for you, especially those of you that really have your neshama and you, you, you see the struggle and you feel the struggle and there's a lot of confusion in this world and um, many of us don't have hadracha and um, we all need to support each other. So Bez Hashem, I'll be happy to hear from you whenever you want to talk or send an email to me. And again, please be patient with me because there's so many subjects and um, we'll get to them all. Belineder, with Hashem's help, we'll get to them all and we'll address different angles and different aspects as time comes along in this subject, in all subjects. And Bez Hashem, I do have to alternate sometimes talking to single people specifically, or divorced people specifically, or widowed people specifically, or uh, you know other situations specifically, and then they'll be general. But again, I encourage you to listen, because again, this series is not just about Shalom Bayis, it's about life. A lot of lessons can be learned, because they're lessons in life. And again, I'm saying this again, just to reiterate, I am not a machadish. This is not coming from me. I am a locket. I am gathering from sources. And I told you a lot of those sources, and I'll continue to tell you who these sources are. And the main source today, again, is this Yisoyed. I'm just going recapping it back, is that you youth are like a beautiful fire that without um, restraint can destroy a house, but with the proper borders can make a house warm can make a house light. We need your fire. We need your fire, but we need your fire to cause light, to bring light into the world and warmth into the world. Not the destructive fire, but anyone who tells you that we don't need you, or that we don't need your fire, or that your opinion is nothing, or, or that your emotions are nothing, they're wrong. But at the same time, you need to have that humility and your and openness and a willingness to learn. Have a wonderful day.